The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to his house and a red flag. gets old the intro never loses its effect it is go time here on the swain event fueled by dead end barbecue top 100 barbecue restaurant in america home of the burn ins home of the bernie mac home of the mac attack Fresh, never frozen. Dead End Barbecue, your go-to for your catering needs. When it comes to tailgating, they got you covered. I'm Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center Studio. Rolling solo today. My man Ben McKee. On the road traveling as I speak. Tennessee basketball versus Wisconsin tomorrow. So he'll be covering the basketball game. That's going to be a great one. Hope everyone has your Peacock accounts locked and loaded to be able to watch that game. I still got figured out myself. We got time. We'll figure it out. Thank you for making the Swain event part of your morning. It's good to be here with you this morning, uh, as we love to do every Tuesday and, and Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern time. This is a huge, huge weekend for Tennessee athletics. Tennessee football. Prime time. Spot. CBS 330 game. Tennessee basketball. Prime time. Kind of. Playing against a a program is Wisconsin that um you give a lot of respect to. They've been successful. That's going to be a great matchup. Give me that matchup all day long versus other matchups against inferior opponents. Give me this matchup. Let's see where we are. I'm not running away. I'm not shying away. It's not bad luck that Tennessee basketball is getting the hype that they are getting right now. Seth Greenberg knows his program has been here, knows these players, knows what's out there around the country, 
knows what it takes to win. Tennessee has it. Hype doesn't get you beat. If you don't let the focus change, you'll be okay. There's been hundreds of teams that have won national championships, multiple sports, and I'm pretty sure they were talked about preseason as having a good team returning. If they wasn't, I'm pretty sure they were talked about midseason or at some point of the season. I'm sure there was some hype somewhere. It's how you handle it. Do you have the coaching staff? Do you have the, the leadership, the ability to focus? I think this basketball team has that. Experienced players, even some of the younger players, are more mature than their age. So I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of those expectations. So bring it on. Let's go. It'll be fun. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. When you call us, just let us know where you're calling from, who you are, and I'll be glad to chop it up with you today. The text box, the Beatty Chevrolet text box, is always open. Send your questions, your comments, right there from your Swain Event app. The app is free for Android Apple devices. Always got to roll with that Swain Event app. Got to keep it on the front page. Got to keep it on the front page. All your other Tennessee stuff. All your other sports stuff. Got to be on the front page. Can't be on the second page of the iPhone. Got to be on the front. Put it in the folder or something. Got to be on the front page. So we thank you for giving us some real estate on your phone. Keys for Tennessee this weekend. is what we're going to cover. How does Tennessee get this win? What does Tennessee need to do? How is Tennessee more equipped now than a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago? Folks, got got three more games. Only three regular season games. Unreal. But what do we need to do? What are the keys? You look at a Missouri team, they have a quarterback in Brady Cook that's confident. He's improved so much from last year. They have a group of guys inside that locker room that believe in Eli Drinkwitz. He's done a really good job in his short time at, at Missouri. In the first two years against Tennessee, they were just in the way. Hypo's first season against Missouri, you think about it. Yeah, the score was, was was ugly. That 2021 game, the, the, the game was over before it started, it seemed like. Tennessee ran the football the way. They wanted to run a football. 
defensively, we did what we wanted to do. Not even having the defense that we have right now. Defense wasn't all that great. We threw the ball. We ran the ball. We did whatever we wanted to do. And the first quarter is 28 to 3. 28 to 3. It was 45 to 10 at halftime. 45 to 10 at halftime. The game was over. The game was over in the first quarter, 2021. 2022, Tennessee is coming off a tough loss uh, against Georgia. And it's a it's a chilly game. Eh, probably chilly that morning. But the turf was a little was a little little damp. It's a little damp. Actually, we were coming off the um Lost to was that was that to South Carolina? No, it was Georgia. No, it was Georgia. Twenty-seven thirteen. Coming off the loss to Georgia, it's on the road. We come back home. Remember, Tillman had the tight rope ankle surgery after getting hurt. Akron was really cautious, played against Georgia, got a lot of targets, did not play against Missouri. Turf was a little wet. They wanted to be careful, so Tillman did not play. I thought he was going to play really good in warm-ups, but did not, did not play. The start of that game was different than 2021 start first quarter we scored 28 points in the 22 game Missouri was more of an issue more of a problem gave us a little bit of resistance They got to Hendon a little bit. Hendon still did his thing. 355 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 95.7 QBR. Like, he did his thing. Don't get me wrong. You look at his numbers and you look at the uh, totality of the game. But Missouri proved to be a better football team than the year before. Why were they better? Well, the front, the defensive front was better. They got to Hendon. They provided some pressure. We did not run the football at will the way we did in 2021. We had some pre-snap penalties. 
at halftime, it was 28-17. Missouri gets the ball to start the second half. They go down, and they score. Totally different than the year before. So this team has improved from 21 to 22, and now 23, they are a team with only two losses, a team that that is ranked, a team that should be believing that they can compete with anybody in the country after what they did against Georgia, even though they lost, they had a couple turnovers. When you watch the film and you see yourself making mistakes, your coach is going to tell you, hey, can't beat ourselves. You're close. You can compete with anybody in the country. You should still have confidence. Let's go out and practice field and fix those mistakes. Let's go work on those mistakes. I'm sure Missouri tried to do that this week. So Missouri shouldn't be mentally beat down. But are they physically beat down? Will they be physically affected from going up against Georgia? I think we'll find out here in two days. I think one of the keys for me, is not allowing Brady Cook to be multidimensional. Not allowing Brady Cook to beat you with his legs and his arm. You look at Brady Cook's production last year as a as a passer wasn't that great wasn't that great as a as a as a as a passer left some balls on the turf in Knoxville last year but he's improved but one thing he did do when you go look at some of their wins of last year and, and, and games where he performed well, his team had a chance, a better chance to win than you know the year before. Like the game against Tennessee, he rushed for 106 yards. They still lost. But he did a lot of that damage in the first half and at the beginning of the, of the, the third quarter. Think about Brady Cook. You can't look at him and say, "Oh, he's not, he's not fast. He can't outrun us." He had a forty-yard run last year against us. He had a thirty-seven-yard run against Arkansas last year. He had a twenty-three-yard run last year. So he's had long runs. He's outrunning somebody. Everybody ain't slow. It would be one thing if 
he did that versus one team and he played against a slow defense. But if you're doing it multiple times inside of the SEC, that means you're not slow because everybody can't be slow. This year, he's had a couple long runs, not as long as last year. Georgia had a 19, 20-yard run. Kentucky had a 25-yard run. Against South Carolina, he had a 20-yard run. Against Carolina, he had 64 yards altogether. Kentucky had 40, and Georgia had 39. I think it's important for our linebackers. It's important for our edge players. We can't let Cook get in, in the open field. You, you don't want Cody Schrader, who right now leads the league in, in rushing. He's had some awesome opportunities. I think he's a good player. Do I think he's the best back in the league? No, I just think he has the best numbers. But you can't let Brady Cook and Cody Schrader be a running one-two punch. Another key for me is red zone, our red zone offense. It has not been what we want it to be. Even in games where we have won, like the Kentucky game, Charles Campbell got SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. It was great. It was awesome to get that recognition. If you need to kick those field goals during the game, as a, as a kicker, you got to knock them down. That's your job. And Campbell did his job. But as an offense, you're your goal is not to kick four field goals in a game. Again, if you have to, and that's what you have to do to win, then you got to do whatever it takes to win in that moment. But going into the game, your goal is not to kick four field goals. Because if you do that consistently, it's going to get you beat. One point or, the, or another. And versus Alabama, we kicked too many field goals. It didn't score no touchdowns. So red zone, red zone offense for me is very, very important. Very important. 865-255-03. We'll, we'll continue the conversation on red zone offense, keys to a Tennessee victory versus Missouri. We'll go to the Betty Chevrolet text box, taking your phone calls, 865-255-03. Jason Swain. And you are listening to The Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready... Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. 
you are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Swain Event, feel about that in barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Gotta get to the Beatty Chevrolet text box. BeattyChevrolet.com is their website. Go look at their inventory. Pre-owned SUVs. Pickup trucks starting as low as $19,995. But first, going to the hotline. 865-255-03. Let's get our turkey man in here. Turkey man, good morning. Good morning, guys. How we doing today? Well, I'm good. No Ben today, but I'm good. No Ben. No Ben. I didn't think I heard him in the background. No, no Ben. Ben is uh, traveling. Uh, to, he's, on, he's on the road again, ain't he? Yeah, he's traveling, covering the basketball game uh, tomorrow. So uh, he's actually in the airport as we speak or in the air as we speak. So uh, unable to, to have him roll with us today. Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, try to stay on, on track here a little bit. Okay. But, uh, I, I was uh, something that I've noticed, and and I know it's just not me, and I know I don't feel like they just got it out for us, but the officiating seems like that we're not getting the calls that uh, even against Alabama, the most the most penalized team in the conference, don't have no penalties against us, and and I've noticed that pattern, and I know I'm not the only one that's noticed it. But I got thinking, well, surely there's no, uh, you know, conspiracy theory against us or anything like that. I hope not. But then I got thinking about, well, that's fast-paced offense. Uh, that means that the officials have to hurry up, hurry up. And I wondered about, is this going to flag their version of laying down to stop play? 
I, I know I'm I'm kind of maybe out there, but something's going on. Uh, officiating our game means you 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 means you got to work a little bit. Yes, you got you got to work a little bit more. Uh, I, I'm not ready to say that. Well, that's that's because we're not getting calls, or anything. but I, I think I officiating has been that. has been bad uh, across the board. Yet uh, another year uh, in college football, and mainly in the SEC, uh, no doubt about it. But I do not understand how um, being a Tennessee fan, you're paying more attention to our games and how our games are being officiated. But um, yeah, like our officials, they they got to work a little bit differently because uh, we run our tempo. That that I don't know if they resent that or I don't know. I, there's something going on because you know you know what I'm talking about. We we're getting calls against us that that's slows us down, but also it, it it's not being the plate's not being called the same way. The you know you're not calling the pitch the same way, you guys. I mean, I think and, they're uh, bad on both sides, Turkey Man. Honestly, yeah. No, I mean, I think well, I, I think the, they're bad calling um, penalties for us and against us. I mean, they they miss yeah. they miss a, a clear personal foul on Elijah Heron against Alabama, where the referee was looking right at uh, what happened. He comes in, yeah. you know, all fast to try to break up uh, a potential fight, but never threw the flag. So, like, I I can't sit here and, and only point the finger uh, at officiating against Tennessee. I mean, it, it's it's been bad on both sides. Well, I think I think the, the officiating uh, calls at the at the wrong time really has hurt us. Whether it be our fault or not, it, it seems like it's really hurt us more in keeping drives alive in that red zone you're talking about, especially in that red zone uh, time and move move it back where we really have no choice but to take a field goal. And, and glad we're getting in there. Kicker's doing great. Yeah, you know, I get off. I just, uh, I just gonna throw that up on the wall, see if it's stuck, and see if the uh, <laughs> a little bit, me, if it's just me or not. Uh, I probably, a, a little bit, Turkey uh, Band. Hey, man, thanks for yeah, for the call. Uh, it's it takes a little bit, but I mean, you look at the red zone um, issues versus versus Kentucky. I mean, the first field goal we 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 kicked, it was after. We had a great fourth down stop. That's I mean, Tyler Barron had a third down stop and a fourth down stop right back to back. Um, shut down their short running game in two plays consecutively. We get the ball, a lot of momentum, and then we go down to try to go up fourteen nothing. And we have a holding call. I mean, it was a clear holding call. It was clear as day. And it's just really hard. It's really hard to weather a penalty in the red zone. It's hard. And I've seen us in the last couple of weeks, which is, I think, a telltale sign that our offense has, has improved. I've seen us weather penalties on offense early in drives. Well, you're at your own 25-yard line, 30, 35-yard line. Because the defense still has to cover all of that space, all that space behind them. So there's, there's more holes. There's more opportunities to pick up those yards. 
But when you get penalties in the red zone, you know, it's, it's, it's first and 10 at the 15. And to get a first down, a new set of downs, you got to get to the five-yard line. Then you get a holding call. Now it's first and 20. At the 25, and you got to get to the five for a first down. That's tough. So you got safeties sitting. You got corners sitting. Because all they got to do is keep you from the five-yard line. They don't really care about all the stuff in front of them because they know they can't. you can't beat them over the top because there's no room. You, you'll throw the ball to the stands. So if you're a smart DB, all right, you, you can catch a little five-yard play in front of me. You can catch seven, eight, nine-yard, ten, even ten in front of me. I'll tackle you. And forcing a field goal in that situation is a huge win for, for the defense. So you just can't get penalties in the red zone. They can kill you. They can absolutely kill you. And it's harder to recover in the red zone than it is in the open field. We are one of the most penalized teams. It's kind of been that way for the last couple of years. You just can't have the untimely penalties. You can't have the you can't have the lining up in the neutral zone stuff. Like you can't have that. PI, hey, it happens sometimes. If you're playing pretty good technique and you're getting handsy and hey, stuff can happen. You don't want to live off PIs, and certainly you don't want to commit a ton of PIs, but like one or two here and there, like it, it happens if you're competing and it's physical. The referees have shown that they'll let you play, but then on that particular play, they feel like maybe it's too much. That happens, man, because those calls are so subjective. But if you're lining up and everyone is still, because some calls are missed because it's so boom, boom. It's fast paced. It's in, it's in the heat of the action. It's hard to see it. But if you lining up and 22 guys are still and your head is in the neutral zone, that's really inexcusable. It really is. And that's an easy call for the officials because all they're doing is standing right at the line of scrimmage looking straight down, straight across. They see who's lining up all sides. That's a free five yards. We can, we are, we're, we're not that good to be giving away free five yards. We're good. We ain't that good to be giving out free yardage. And you're going to have some holding calls. Like you're, in, you're in the heat of the moment. Boom. You're like, you're trying to keep your hands inside. God makes a good move. And maybe your hand ends up outside for some reason. Like, that happens, and again, you don't want to do it a lot, but like that's more understandable than lining up all sides. That don't make any sense. So, you can't have those. You can't have penalties where you have emotion that is designed and part of the play. And then you have an outside receiver 
who hasn't gotten set yet. And then we are sending the guy in motion and you got two guys moving at the same time. Those are boneheaded penalties. You can't have those. Can't have those. But if you play this game hard, you understand the guy in front of you is good too. In the course of 80 plays, there's going to be some penalties here and there. You try to minimize them the best that you can, and you try to make sure you don't get hit with the penalties worst parts of the games, third downs. You don't want to give the offense the extra set of downs with a penalty. When when it's third down and short, and you have a false start. Like, you don't want those. Those can get you beat. But thanks for the phone call, Turkey Man. Good to hear from you. I'm just... I'm not harping on the officiating like like... Like everybody else, I do understand this. It's not great. I don't think officiating has cost us to lose a game. I do understand that they affect the game. And sometimes you don't know the direction of where the game could go if the call was made. I understand that. But I'm looking more at our execution. Ball from Charlotte, is it more important to hold Brady Cook under 300 yards passing or hold Cody Schrader under 125 yards rushing? That's a good question. I think the first order of business of any defense is stopping the run. It's first. That's the first order of business. Because you're able to stop the run, make those guys one-dimensional, you have a success on first down, you're creating third long situations. The more yards the offense needs to pick up, the longer their routes need to be. Get downfield. Get to the sticks. Giving us more time with our rush to get to Brady Cook. If you don't sack him, you are rushing his throw. Hurries can be more beneficial than sacks. Sacks are sexy. Tackle the quarterback behind line of scrimmage. It's a sack. You get that stat. You get up, do your little sack dance. Cool. But I remember Spencer Rattler being hurried, throwing off his back foot, foot throwing a high pass, and Kamal Hatton taking it to the house. I remember Gabe Julie Lally picking off Max Johnson when he was rushed, when he was hurried and threw off balance. And that was a pick. That wasn't a sack. It was a pick. You got the ball. Got the ball on the interception. You don't get the ball on the sack unless you create a fumble. So sometimes the hurry is more important than the sack. I mean, there's been games where Tennessee has had 10 hurries in a game. You get that. You should be in good shape. 
Raleigh Vault, do you think Beasley will spy and also blitz a bit more in this matchup? Ooh, boy. Do you want to blitz? Do you do you want to leave more holes in the secondary for guys to catch it and get yak yards? Do you feel comfortable, confident in your corners to be able to play some man to man on the outside? Run step for step with Missouri's receivers. You may have to do it some, but how confident are you that you can do it 25, 35, 40% of the game? I don't know. That's not the defense that we've been playing. But if you're unable to get pressure on the quarterback organically with your front four, then you're not going to have a choice. You're going to have to try to heat him up and bring bring some pressure. I do think playing against Brady Cook, linebackers have to be really, really, really disciplined, really smart. I think they'll have some responsibilities of keeping an eye on Brady Cook. If you want to call it a spy, we can call it a spy, but when you look at his 106 yards, six team rushes last year how can you not go into this game making sure that you account for what he can do with his legs Chip Payne what stat is important to you that determines how you feel about this game or uh, any game that Tennessee plays well this game this game I keep leaning towards red zone offense. Because I think Joe will run the ball and have success. I think Joe will hit some plays with his arm. Like if we could if we can do what we did against Alabama in the first half, do y'all remember? That first touchdown against Alabama. I'm I'm pretty sure it surprised people. I mean, I had my eyebrows raised, like, ooh, ooh, oh, oh okay. L- look at us. First possession on the road. You always want to take the crowd out of the game. I, my goodness, I didn't think we were gonna do it like that, though. Ooh. And that was that was great. All right, this we we got a we got a really good chance in this one. But that first touchdown that wasn't that wasn't a touchdown from the red zone. That was a touchdown from outside the red zone. That was a thirty nine yard pass to Squirrel White over the shoulder, um, left. End zone, front pylon. Squirrel did a great job of catching that ball. Uh, kind of on the back side of the ball, which is extremely difficult, getting a, a toe in. 
and maintaining possession of the football when you fell to the ground. Like, that was a awesome catch by Squirrel White. But that was a 39-yard touchdown pass. That was outside the red zone. You had a six-yard pass to McCollin Castles. That was a touchdown inside the red zone right before the first half. So, I mean, that was that was a two touchdowns. You had a 24-yard field goal. You had a 26-yard field goal from Campbell. Two touchdowns, two field goals, 20 points. Can't do that, I don't think, versus versus Missouri. So are you going to hit touchdowns outside the red zone? If you hit a couple of those, then maybe you don't need the red zone. But I feel like you do. I feel like you're going to be in the red zone. And when you are, there's things you got to do. There's a way you have to execute. And it's on everybody. It ain't just on one person. Timing got to be right on, with the quarterbacks. Protection got to be good. No penalties. Got to make some plays uh, on the outside when it's 50-50. You got to get to your depth. You got to have great spacing. I mean, just... It's crunch time. It's crunch time when you're in the red zone. We'll get back to the text box. We'll get back to the hotline, 865-255-03. Good stuff on the Betty Chevrolet a text box this morning. Twin event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Hey there, Swain Event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. 
They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss stem cell treatment and PRP. If you have orthopedic injuries, you should give them a call. That's right, Jason. We specialize in regenerative non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints by using ultrasound-guided injections with stem cells or PRP. And this form of treatment actually stimulates the body's own reparative process and allows for healing of the damaged tissue. So, Doc, what makes your training different than others? Well, Jason, I've been practicing in Knoxville for 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. At Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own bone marrow stem cells or PRP. So in other words, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, trsportsmedicine.com, East Tennessee's leader in PRP and stem cell therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. 865-255-03. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. It's going to be a good one, man. It's going to be a good one. Joe Millen's playing his best ball of his Tennessee career. Jalen Wright's running possessed. Had a couple guys took the day off against UConn. John Campbell Jr. and Jabari Small. Those guys should be ready to rock and roll. Romero Keaton. Got into the end zone, squirrel white. That crossing route, my goodness, he was he was running. Something I noticed on two of Joe Milton's throws against UConn, and the, the opponent doesn't really matter in this case. It doesn't really matter. I noticed Joe taking some fire off his slant route. I noticed Joe taking some fire off the dig route. Noticed it. Ain't no sense to keep throwing 
Peters with the balls hitting the ground, whether it's incomplete because of you or incomplete because of the receiver. Because you both lose. It don't matter whose fault it is. You both lose. The slant route, Dante Thornton. He did a really good job catching that ball, not slowing down too much. And then uh, the dig route to Squirrel laid it out there, out in front, so he can catch the ball in stride. I've noticed, I noticed those two throws versus UConn. So this offense, you got individual players that are playing some of their best ball of the season. And McCastles, that's right, McCastles. McCollin Castles have more targets than anybody against UConn. Tight ends had eight targets on the day. How about that? So you're seeing more involvement on offense from pass catchers. We didn't see Chaz Nimrod against UConn after his 37-yard touchdown versus Kentucky, but I think he's going to have to come on back out and play some ball. This will be a game against Missouri where multiple, multiple receivers will have to make some plays. I got I to gotta keep my eyes on number 76, though. Yeah, I know Javante Spragans, he's an emotional player. He a dog. Boy, he is a dog. Love me some Javante Spragans. You got to have a couple of those guys on your team. Y'all know the game is this weekend, right? It's in Missouri. Y'all know where Javante Spragans is from, right? Missouri. So, you got to make sure those emotions stay in check. Make sure it doesn't get out of control. Because I understand, Spragans. I get it. When you're from a state, going back to play that school, the state school on the road, I get it, man. You want to show out. Let them know. I understand. But you got to be got to be in control. Got to be smart. What defenses are you playing against Mizzou? I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm mixing it up. I'm mixing it up. I know what defense I'm not playing. I'm not playing two man. <laughs> not doing that. Two man is a mobile quarterback's dream. We have two safeties over the top accounting for deep half. And then everyone else is playing man to man. You play that when you don't have a mobile quarterback. So we're going to mix it up. We're going to play some cover, too. We've seen 
quarterbacks try to hit that hole throw against against our defense. Some has been some have been successful hitting that hole throw. It's a difficult throw. You got to have a really good arm to do it. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's it, it ain't easy. We'll play some cover three. We'll blitz. We'll play some man certain situations. But I, I think you got to mix it up. Notorious Nick, do you think we'll see Kenny Peely versus Missouri? Haven't heard about him being available. So if we see him, I would be surprised. QC Rodney, is it possible that officiating is this bad with as much money as this conference bring, brings in? There has to be a solution going forward. I think the brutal truth is, There's not a demand to be an official. Being an official is difficult. If you if you if you run off for officials, can you get more who are better? I think that's the the worry for leagues. I don't know. I don't know. If there's a a long line of people who want to be officials at the collegiate level. But this is another year where we're looking around, going. Last year we didn't think it was going to get bad or get worse, and here we are. Raleigh Vall says, will the ceiling of the defense be higher in 24, assuming one to two productive defensive linemen come back? Thinking more on the athleticism in the secondary. Uh, Talking about 2024 defense. Yeah, I think you got a chance to, to be really, really good to have a higher ceiling. Because I think secondary will be faster. You'll be a little experienced in some areas, but you'll have more speed. I mean, you're going to lose some experience on the front, but you, you got a lot of guys that are talented. They'll be rotating in and out. I think the depth will be still good. Linebacker, the health of linebacker will be a question, the depth. But since he's going to go to the portal, and I think they'll win in the portal. Raleigh Vall says three more games in Citrus Bowl and O-Town. If you win three games, then maybe you're going to a better, better bowl than that. But the plan is definitely to go somewhere where it's sunny, right? Raleigh Vall, I, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Raleigh Vall says uh, 0.5 over under on fake punts 
between this weekend and next uh, that we run. Um, I mean, you do have a punter that he's athletic. I don't know how he throws it, but he runs it pretty well. I mean, I bet Hypo feels more comfortable just lining up on offense or, and just going for it on fourth down rather than going for a fake punt. That's my feeling. Raleigh Vall is making the trip to Knoxville next weekend from Raleigh, North Carolina. The Georgia game. That's going to be awesome. Man, so happy for Josh Dobbs. What he's been able to do in a short amount of time there with the Vikings. I think from a intellectual standpoint, no one's really surprised. There may be some folks out there that are surprised that he's been able to physically play at the level that he's playing at in the NFL based on how he played here at Tennessee, but I, I'm not. I'm not surprised one bit. He's brilliant. He won't be denied. And he gets Justin Jefferson back. Oh, who's coming off of IR? Whew. Gonna be even more fun to watch Dobbs with the Vikings. Volunteers from Charlotte are complaining about officiating just like everybody else. We need to take it out of their hands and just smoke people. Hey, that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. If you Josh Hyper, you still stay on the referees about making sure your your guys are not you know, cheated out of certain plays. I, I saw I saw Hypo on the officials in the last game about holes and other things. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You, you got to fight for your players. Your players are fighting, playing hard as they can. But I do like the mentality, Charlotte Ball, or Ball from Charlotte. And I get you, Ball in Birmingham. The conference is growing stronger. There's plenty of money. I don't think the SEC is publicly going to acknowledge that officiating is a problem. They're not going to do that. But if I'm the SEC, I would internally figure out how we can get better and improve, knowing that it has not been good enough. I don't think you have enough money or willing to pay officials to be full-time officials. Uh, no, I just don't see that happen. Will it help? I, worth trying, right? <laughs> but I'm more in line with Vol from Charlotte. Just 
Let's just execute better. Let's just execute better. Officiating is an issue nationwide, conference-wide. I'm not going to disagree with you, but, man, we got some things that we can control that we need to do a better job of controlling so that way we can get this dub. Guys, mental illness can dictate every aspect of your life, making you feel like uh, you're helpless, things are out of control, can't catch up. Mind Body Wellness offers effective mental health treatment in an outpatient setting, making it easy for you to take care of your mental well-being. If you feel like this is a time for you, do not wait. Take action today. Mind Body Wellness here in Knoxville, they are accessible, affordable, and available. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. That's Mind Body Wellness. Mind Body Wellness is mental health care that works for you. I've experienced the benefits uh, of therapy. Uh, myself had an uh, awesome appointment uh, early this week. And so uh, I think it is just as important as physical health and spiritual health. It's all important. So take care of your mental health with mind, body, wellness. Betty Chevrolet text box. Do we think Hypo will get more calls if he stayed on the refs more? Boston, Boston. He's man, he's on the refs. He's on them. I don't know if you can notice it if you're at a game or maybe on TV, but like he's on them. I think both coaches are usually on, on the officials. Moore was on them way too much. Like, bro, you wanted an explanation for every call. Every call. We're not going to stop the game and, and write this in crayon for you, Jim Moore. You, you know what a damn holding call is. You know what offsides is. You, you, you know the rule book. There are some times when you need to give a coach an explanation. Not every play. Goodness gracious. You're slowing the game down. Do y'all know we was on a two-and-a-half-hour pace? The first half was over like an hour and 15 minutes. And then the second half was like two two hours or something. Got time Sitting here all day for this blowout win, Jim Moore. You want to question every single call? My goodness. Chip says, I know how to solve this problem with uh, officiating. Hold, the, hold them accountable. It will take eight to ten minute press conference at the, at the game. Coaches and players are held accountable. Why not officials? Yeah, at the NFL level, I mean, if you get graded and if your grade's not high enough, you don't work certain playoff games and you don't have a chance to work Super Bowl. I mean, they have accountable accountability at that, at that level. I just don't know what the accountability 
is here in college. Brown Hunsucker says, happy Thursday from the beach. Don't hate. I'm not even hating. I'm not hating. It's going to be 70-some degrees a day. We good, Hunsucker. We good. Enjoy your tan. Enjoy getting sunburned. And enjoy getting sand in places that are uncomfortable. I'm trying to make myself feel better. But I'm good. We good. We got beautiful weather here in East Tennessee. We are good. Who's the player for you? 865-255-03. Who's the player for you? Use the text box. Use um, Twitter. Who is the player for you? Who needs to have a good game? Who you think will have a good game? Every big game in a win, there are players that step up. They have great performances. We saw that in Texas A&M game. We saw that in the Kentucky game. South Carolina game. In each of the, one of those games, you had great individual play. And something to think about, too. And it's okay to talk about the Georgia game if you want to. Cool. We're not playing. We don't need to be focused. But understand something here. This game is important. The reason why it's important, other than the obvious, think about Tennessee's schedule this year. Tennessee. Not a shabby record. Two L's sitting in the top 15. A win probably puts you in the top 10 in November. Shouldn't be complaining about that. We remember a short time ago, our team's records in November. It wasn't just it wasn't 10 years ago. It was just yesterday. So certainly, certainly grateful. Doesn't mean you don't have that bitter taste in your mouth about the second half of Bama game and the Florida game. That's cool. But like, nice record. I always want to be in the playoff hunt. I get it. Let's understand something about this schedule. To this Date, November the 9th. What's been our biggest win? What has been our biggest win? And versus what opponent? Have you stopped to think about that? Our SEC wins include South Carolina, Texas A&M, Kentucky.
That's it. South Carolina's not good. A&M, talented. But you know how bad you got to be as a team to have people contemplating give you over $50 million to go away? That's the position Jimbo Fisher's in. And then Kentucky is an unranked team. So, you lose to Missouri, and you don't beat Georgia. Then we're looking at Vanderbilt, Kentucky, South Carolina, A&M as your SEC wins. No. No. Here's an opportunity for Tennessee to get a top 15 win. A win versus a ranked opponent. Remember last year? Yeah, like our team was our team was good. It was fun. But the reason why Tennessee was ranked number one in the country, the first college football rankings, because you couldn't deny the wins that Tennessee had. They were beating ranked opponents left and right. I think it's why Ohio State's ranked number one right now. They're using the same criteria. Do we think Ohio State's a better football team than Georgia right now? No. Do we think Ohio State's maybe a better team than Michigan right now? I don't know. Do we think Ohio State's the best team in the country? The eye test? No, I don't. But Ohio State, they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame was ranked higher than they are right now. They beat Penn State, when Penn State was ranked higher than they are right now, and they're undefeated. They got better wins. Georgia has one win versus a ranked opponent. Excuse me, two two wins versus a ranked opponent. Missouri last week, and then and then Kentucky. So you got to beat Missouri. We got to beat them. Got to get that top 15 win. Two teams, seven and two. Two teams ranked right next to each other. Tennessee 13, Mizzou 14. Got to get the win. Got to find a way. If it's five field goals, whatever. I don't. Recommend that be the game plan going into the game, but like if that's what you need to win, then you got to you got to make the field goal. We got to protect it. We got to do our thing. Find a way. Simple as that. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three is our telephone number to the Swain Event Hotline. Bay Chevrolet Text Box. Chapin said it's a tie between Kentucky and AM. I mean, yeah. It is. That's why you gotta beat a top 15 opponent in Missouri. Chapin said this game is more important than the UGA game next week. 
yeah. Are you saying chip because it's the next game and because this game doesn't, if you don't get this game, then it doesn't matter if Ole Miss beats Georgia. Because if you don't handle business versus Mizzou, you're not going to Atlanta. So you gotta you gotta beat Missouri and get Ole Miss to handle business versus Georgia to go to Atlanta. Are you saying it's a different reason why it's more important than Georgia game next week? Nelson from Jackson says we need James Pierce and the pass rush to show up like they did for the AM game. Yep. This would be a good time for James Pierce to break through that uh, that glass ceiling at seven sacks. Ball storm. Jalen Wright needs to have a good game. I'm not even questioning whether Jalen Wright will have a good game or not. I I think he will. I mean, I, I think Mizzou's front seven is good, but I don't think they're good enough to stop Jalen Wright from doing his thing. I mean, Jalen Wright has had six 100-yard rushing games out of nine. He did not have a 100 yards versus Alabama, only had 22. Actually had more receiving yards than rushing. Against UTSA, he only had four carries. And then against Florida, which was his second lowest yard per rush output of the season, excuse me. One thirty six versus Texas A and M. One twenty versus UConn. Excuse me, uh, versus Kentucky, one thirteen versus UConn, one twenty three versus South Carolina. I just, I feel like he's gonna have a good game. Right? I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of expecting that. Handle business. Dragon Ball says, geez, thanks for putting it into perspective. I haven't even thought about that all the year. But you're right. We win this weekend and maybe next. Then, you know, even a top 15 win would help the season look better. Like I'm not complaining about 7-2 record. I understand there's, there's the missed opportunities. I do also understand how we got to this point and guys that – you were, were without how we needed to grow. I understand how hard it is to win. I'm not complaining about seven two record right now with a chance to go win 10 games. Back to back seasons. Let's, let's go. Sign me up for that. I'm just saying, you look at the wins, <laughs> you're like, whew. Okay, we haven't beat the ranked opponents yet. And you just want to do that. Melissa, why did you see more 
in his press conference. What was he talking about? <laughs> Didn't they start something, uh, start warming up on our sideline? He said our players started everything, and he was proud of his players for not hitting back as far as as far as the player for me this weekend on offense, I want more squirrel. I love watching him get separation, make great catches, and run away from people on defense. I want to see James Pierce Jr. all over, be all over the backfield. Yeah, I don't know what Jim Moore was talking about. I mean, there's cameras, Jim. And there's there's people that know what know what happened. That's what he wants to say? Cool. I said this on Twitter um, a day or two ago. If both teams stayed on their side of the 50, like this this wouldn't even happen. Missouri's, excuse me, uh, UConn's locker room, the visiting locker room is on the opposite end of the field. The opposite goalposts. They come out of the opposite tunnel Opposite goalposts. So there's no excuse for any visiting team playing at Tennessee to be in the way unless they are trying to be in the way. Now, Alabama's stadium is different. Because they come out of their locker rooms on the same side of the field, just different entrances. So, like, Alabama comes out under the goalposts. Which is why you had the two teams close to each other when Tennessee was up going into half. And we had some of our guys hype. Barking in the faces of Alabama players going into the locker room, which I didn't have a problem with at the time. I just have more problem with how we came out and played after doing that. But like Bama was waiting, their players are waiting on us to get to our locker room so they can get to theirs. That's when you have two locker rooms on the same side of the field. Kentucky, their locker room is on the opposite side of the field. So what happened in Kentucky week is more egregious because you have to be way over there. You came over there after entering the field from the opposite side. Kentucky talking about something they were Kentucky fans somehow some of the players were praying. That's why they were away. Man, stop. But I enjoy all the back and forth. I think I think it 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 makes the game fun. It's a violent sport. It's a contact sport. It's a sports based on. It's a sport based on a ton of intensity. It's the only time where you don't get in trouble for hitting somebody. It comes with a little trash talk. It don't bother me, but don't be acting like you're innocent when stuff pops off. That's my problem. 865 255 03. 
Ben McKee will be back on Tuesday. He's covering the game. Tomorrow, Tennessee hoops on the road at Wisconsin. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll get back to the Betty Chevrolet text box here on the Swain event fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. You're listening to the Swain event. And you know this, man. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865 865- Two five seven seven eight nine seven, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Cold weather is coming. Sooner or later, right? Definitely cold last week. It's been awesome this week. But we know how it works. Just part of the country. Cold weather is coming. The last thing you want to experience is your system. That if it's older, may not work throughout the season. I'm talking to you. You've been thinking about getting a new HVAC system. This is the time to do it because Hiller is having their biggest sale ever on select HVAC systems. You can get up to $2,600 off a new system until November the 15th. This is the biggest discount that Hiller's had in years. Their work is always backed by their guarantee. It is their happy you'll be or service is free guarantee. It means if you're not happy with the work, the service, it's on the house. Easy to book appointments online. Very convenient. It's quick. You get instant confirmation. You can select the appointment time that works for you. For more details on biggest sale ever on HVAC systems, go to the website, happyhiller.com.
Joe Milton. Looks like the game is slow, slowed down to him. He looks comfortable. Looks poised in the pocket. I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. We got a chance to see a little bit of D. Williams on offense. Tuesday we had a discussion about using him. It's not as easy as everyone think it is. I'll just put him out there for two plays. It don't work that way. You have tempo. You put him out there, you substitute. If you substitute, defense can substitute. Then you take him out, you substitute again. So you're giving the defense two plays to put in fresh players. That's that's not what we do if we don't have to. Big reason for some running game success is our tempo. Guys being out of position, not executing their run fits. In the halftime interview with Cole Kublick in the Kentucky-Missouri game, Eli Drinkwitz, being up 17-14, said, we have to fix some of our run fits. And Kentucky doesn't even run up-tempo. So we're having success with our run because guys are not executing their run fits because of the tempo. So we don't want to bring in fresh bodies. Because most mistakes are linked to fatigue. How many times have you put on the wrong color? Forgot to do something in the morning. You were rushing because you were sleepy. You were tired. Oh, I remember saying that. I remember doing that. You were tired. You are sleepy. Most mistakes are linked back to fatigue. On the playing field, on the playing surface, regardless of the sport. And so our tempo forces you to have to be disciplined, to have to display mental toughness. Can you make the play when you're tired? Can you handle your responsibilities when you're tired? Do you have good eye discipline when you're tired? Can you read and react when you're a little fatigued? I love me some D. Williams. But give me Jalen Wright. Give me some Dylan Sampson without substituting. We can make some plays. We can make some plays on offense. So that's the, that's the issue. So what has to happen? Well, D. Williams has to be better with having a hole on the playbook. So that way, there's not a reason to take him out. Playbook and being able to make plays at, at, at the wide receiver position more consistently. That's the only way you be, you're taken out. Only way. Shout out to Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Keller Williams Realty. That is Jennifer Morris. She's local. She's helped Ben McKee and his family get their first home, looking to get his second home as his family continues to grow. 
I don't know how I feel about everybody moving to Knoxville. Traffic wasn't like this before. Traffic is um, is, is picking up. Houses are being built all over Knox County and surrounding areas. It's a beautiful area of the country. I don't blame people at all for wanting to live here. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty. Give her a call. She's easy to find. She's she's on Twitter. You go to the app, Swain Event app. All her information is right there. You can click right on the ad and go straight to her info and see how you can contact her. That is Jennifer Morris, Killer Williams Realty. Riley Voss is still trying to convince my wife to move to East Tennessee. Jennifer will be my first call. I love it, Riley Vall. Love to have you. Love to have you. Squirrel White, I'm looking for him to make big plays. He has been a most reliable receiver. He has shown up in big games. He has played bigger than he is. This is a great game for, for Cooper Mays. Um, our interior of our offense, Missouri's front seven, no slouch at all. This will be a battle between the two running backs, between the two quarterbacks that has some adversity through their career that they had to overcome. I don't think Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz, uh, too too happy about lose, losing the last two seasons the way they, they have. 66-24. to 24. L in 2022, 2023 was 62-24. to I mean, you can only slap somebody around for so long before they retaliate. Will Mizzou get revenge? I'm sure they'll retaliate. But will it matter if Tennessee's able to make more plays? Starting early is always important. I don't think the crowd will be the most hostile crowds that Tennessee has experienced, but I do think that um, Mizzou will challenge their fans to be a major player in the game. I did see the video of the fan directions. It was entertaining. But we'll see if they come out. CBS, 3.30. Vault Network coverage. Pre-game, I'll be there. During the game, sideline reporting, and then post-game. So, uh, love to have y'all part of our coverage. Turn that volume down on your TV. Watch TV. Listen to Vault Network. That's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. And hope that you are able to do that with us on on Saturday. It's going to be a great opportunity. Tuesday, let's hope we're talking about a couple dubs. Tennessee on the road playing Wisconsin and Hoops. A team that I'm comfortable 
having a conversation about them getting to the Final Four, winning a championship. They are that talented. Let's hope we're talking about wins across the board on Tuesday on the Swain event. Hope y'all have a wonderful day today. Great weekend. Peace and much love. We're out.